I never thought that pig farming would, you know, link us with the most amazing chefs and restaurants and and different places really around the world. Like um, we quite often reflect on, you know, if we weren't doing pig farming and we just stayed with the vegetables, I don't think that we would have had the opportunities that we have had. This is The Crackling. I'm Anthony Huckstep. For those farming the land, it's often about transferring the knowledge from generation to generation. For almost a hundred years, Swallow Rock Reach on the banks of the Hawkesbury River has been the home of the Stones family, first as a citrus farm. But for a period of time, the farm sat idle until third-generation farmer Sue Simmons and her husband started growing certified organic vegetables for the wholesale markets in Sydney. When help was needed to remove leftover potatoes from the paddocks, free-range pigs were introduced and it soon blossomed into a full-time free-range pig farm producing some of Australia's best pork. Well, Sue, Melanda Park has the most incredible history over 100 years of all sorts of farming, but pigs have only come in in the last decade or so. Tell us about the history. Yeah, so my great-grandfather actually came out to the Hawkesbury in the in the late 20s and um, him and his two sons uh, started citrus farming. So, so basically the whole farm was covered in citrus. And yeah, it was really beautiful and they, you know, they won many awards. They're very well known for their citrus in the area. And after many floods and all sorts of challenges in the 80s, my grandfather was just like, yeah, nah, let's call it a... <laughs> it was just getting too much. And uh, so I had beautiful memories growing up, uh, you know, quite young, picking oranges with him and everything like that. But then um, uh, so in the 80s, um, yeah, it was basically from there it sat still, the farm, for about 20 years. And, um, my, like, my father and my uncles would run um, some cattle and grow, uh, grow a couple of crops of watermelons and pumpkins just to, you know, keep things kind of happening, but nothing commercially. And uh, it wasn't until the early 2000 that Matt and I decided, hey, this is, you know, we've got something special here. Let's try and make a, a go of it. So, yeah, so we ended up, we pulled out all the trees, uh, the, all the orange trees because they're all old and really couldn't use them. And we started um, growing vegetables and, and cattle. So, Well, that was the beginning of uh, Swallow Rock Organics. Uh, tell us about what it was like um, sort of going, becoming a farmer. I mean, did you have experience prior to that? No, absolutely not. So, <laughs> so um, Matt and I actually met back in um, high school, and uh, and he just came from neighbouring town, no farming background whatsoever, and he came up to me and said, "Can I? Uh, I heard you got a farm. Can I come over and catch rabbits?" And uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I've never had that asked before, but yes, yeah, sure." And basically, we. Hang out, hung out uh, every weekend after that, um, 
rabbiting. Yeah. And so Matt just grew, you know, just so fond of the land and obviously me and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so but then we never really looked at farming at the beginning as a, a career basically. So he went into a trade as a fitter and machinist and I was a chef. Well, I was apprentice chef and went into chefing. So, yeah, so so it wasn't till um, we had our first daughter in 2000 that we then decided, hang on, let's, uh, you know, get rid of our trades and we'll, and we'll just try and, you know, make a, a go of the farm. Well, before we get more into the farm, tell us a little bit about what led you to um, start a career as a chef. What was the interest there for, with food? Um, my upbringing, my mother was very, um, I suppose the word is uh, alternative. Like she, she, it was all about um, healthy eating, wholesome eating. And so growing up, we were, um, uh, you know, opened up to a variety of different foods and and um, and no processed foods whatsoever. So I suppose my sister and I, because my sister's also a chef, <laughs> we, um, yeah, enjoyed um, eating healthy and knowing where our food came from and all of that. So that it all just kind of flowed into our love of food and, and cooking, really. What were some of the challenges early on when you created this organic um, sort of vegetable farm? Um, the challenges were not many people around here, um, in the Hawkesbury were actually organic, certified organic. So there wasn't a lot of, um, information or support really on how to go about it. So it was like the blind leading the blind. We, we really had no idea what we were doing. We just knew that, um, what we were already doing was organic. So the certification was just an extra you know, progression really. So um, we were growing a lot of potatoes and kale and um, basil, different herbs and things like that. How did pigs come into the picture? So because we were growing so many potatoes, um, we couldn't um, think of another way organically really to get rid of the um leftover potatoes in the ground after we harvested and because you're always you know you're always going to miss a little potato like you just can't get them all and so one day Matt came up with this bright idea hey let's let's get a couple of pigs and we'll the pigs into the panics and and I was there going, oh, I think that's a bad idea. Like I've heard all sorts of things about pigs, that they're dirty and blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, look, let's give it a go. So so we bought three pigs from a local high school that they were trying very hard to get rid of and uh, <laughs> they're escaping out of their pen and whatnot and uh so we so we got these three pigs and we let them go in the paddock and they just did an amazing job like they just turned the soil over they they got rid of not only the old potato or the yeah the old potatoes in the ground but also just um the nut grass like the weeds the the curl grubs all sorts of things that they got rid of which was fantastic for us so 
And so we're like, wow, this is awesome. We need to get a couple of more pigs. So we bought another three pigs. And, and so we had six pigs then. So we're like, oh, that's great. And, um, and then we did work out pretty quickly um, after, you know, we had different chefs come over and pick up their potatoes and whatnot. And, and their interest towards the pigs was, you know, pretty pretty full on and they were like oh well as soon as they've got piglets you know can we have them and and we're like oh oh wow okay so there's a market there for pigs and yeah so that's basically how we got into pig farming we never ever like set out to be pig farmers it just it was a natural progression with the potatoes really what what changed to be able to do the scale that you do shifting away from vegetables and into into pig farming yeah, so in 2012, Matt was awarded a Nuffield scholarship, an ag- agricultural scholarship. So basically he went overseas for about three months and at that time we had four young children. Um, it was just the two of us working on the farm and I said to him, I cannot do potatoes at all, vegetables and pigs, I said something's got to go and obviously it, it was the you know the vegetables because yeah the pigs were living things so yeah so that's where our focus became was on the on the pigs and then when he came back from his travels um we sat down and talked about it and we said yeah look let's just really focus on doing free range pigs well and um and we and we still grow um crops and um, things for the pigs, but it's just not um, at a commercial, you know, vegetable, um, yeah, rate. Well, what's life like for the pigs on the farm? Can you take us take us there and tell us what it's like? Well, they have a lovely life. So basically they sleep in every morning. They, you know, get up and, and just go straight to their feeder or walk around and graze. Um, They've got access to, you know, wallows during the summer, plenty of shade. Um, they're kind of really living the dream for a pig, really. Like, <laughs> they're very well looked after. And then part of their diet, like they, yes, they do have their, you know, the pastures and things, but they do have, we have a dietitian work on their, their uh, pellets. So they have, um, like, yeah, um, a pellet that they have access to 24-7 and and then we also um you know give them some treats like whether it's maybe some chocolate cake or or something like that and uh and I that might be the a little bit of a secret for um you know the sweet tasting suckling pigs maybe so (laughs) well um tell us a bit more about the diet and what impact it's had on the eating quality of the pork. Has, has it changed over the years focusing on that eating quality? Yeah, definitely. So, um, see, every every customer requires a, basically a, a different carcass. And so for a suckling pig, you're, you're really looking at, you, you want that nice fatty little pig, you know. So, and to, to get that, you you really need to um yeah give them you know high higher fat diet basically um 
but you don't want that for your your growers. You don't want to, you know, give that to the pigs that are going off to the butcher because they go, nah, it's too much fat. So it is a, a, a um, balancing act and, um, and their diet does definitely change as they grow bigger. So we re- really reduce how much fat they're getting when they're over like that 30 kilo mark kind of thing. So, but when they're little, they've got, yeah, endless supply. They don't have to watch their waistline, that's for sure, when they're little. <laughs> What's a typical day on the farm like for you and Matt? Um, well, we're up early to feed all our um, vela calves first. Um, we provide, yeah, we're um, provide them warm milk every morning and every evening. So there's about 60 of those that we we feed and then we work on to the, the pigs. So the pigs, we um, go around every morning, check on all their water and their feed, make sure everyone's happy and healthy, um, check on the fencing. The fencing's, um, yes, an, a big thing want to make sure that there's no shorts on the fences and things like that um and then we go on to whether it's plowing or or um more fencing or weighing pigs or it's there's always something to do you started with a couple of uh cheeky pigs that kept getting out of where they were before you got them (laughs) Uh, have you ever had any experiences on the farm of the pigs playing up and getting out Oh, they're always naughty. Nearly daily being cheeky. <laughs> There's never a dull moment for a pig farmer, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, we've we've never really had any escape, you know, up to the neighbours or anything like that. Um, at um, at our other farm, because we've got another farm um, where all the sows are up in the Hunter Valley, they. A couple of times the little piglets have wandered over to the horse stud next door just to say hi to their the horses out in the paddock. But <laughs> yeah. But um apart from that, no, they they they've been pretty good. They they do respect their fences and their boundaries and as long as there's plenty of, you know, food in their paddock, they're they're pretty happy to stay in there. So How different is the life of a pig farmer compared to a vegetable farmer? Oh, well, there's there's never a dull moment. They're always doing something cheeky, whereas a vegetable doesn't have that same trait. Um, you don't get a laugh out of a, out of a vegetable, that's for sure. Um, but pigs are just such a fascinating animal. They're so, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're so um, in uh always interested in everything that you're doing like you cannot go into a paddock of pigs without them coming over and checking you out and trying to help you either do the plumbing or the fencing or something like that so they're a totally it's totally different than vegetable farming like you just yeah chalk and cheese all right yeah no how has pig farming changed your life Oh, massive, massively. So it's just opened up so many doors. Um, I never thought that pig farming would, you know, link us with the most amazing chefs and restaurants and and different places really around the world. Like um, we quite often reflect on 
you know, if we weren't doing pig farming and we just stayed with the vegetables, I don't think that we would have had the opportunities that we have had. Is there some uh, restaurant experiences you can tell us about um, that have featured your pork? I mean, how, how does it feel when you get to experience your pork in a restaurant? Yeah, it's fantastic. So it's it's just rewarding, like all that hard work. And to see a chef be able to cook it so beautifully is um, it's really rewarding. So, um, so we started, um, we never really set out to um, deal direct to the restaurants originally. Like we were just, oh, yeah, we just send it off to the butchers and the butchers then deal with the chefs kind of thing. But um, back in would have been uh, 2011, we actually had um, Porkstar bring out um, Giovanni Pilou and Alessandro uh, Pavoni, and they came out and said, "Wow, like it's amazing. We want to, you know, buy direct from you guys." And we we're like, "Oh, well, we're not really, you know, set up to, you know, deliver blah blah blah. We just go through the butchers and." And they said, no, no, next week, make it, we want it happen, happening. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then that's it. That's where it took off. So it was all because of that visit from Giovanni and Alessandro that um, the, the business went down the line of dealing direct with the, with the restaurants. So, um, yeah, so every week we now do a delivery to the restaurants in, in Sydney because, because of that encounter. <laughs> so. Can you tell us about any experience of eating your pork in, uh, at Pillu or, uh, or Medjio? Um, both, both amazing restaurants and incredible chefs. Yeah. So, um, like, Giovanni, what do you say? He's he's just amazing, and his head chef Federico do such an amazing job with cooking suckling pigs. Like, um, it's just so beautifully. Uh, it's like art on a plate by the time they're finished. <laughs> it's so nice, and 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 same, you know, with all the other chefs. Like every time we go into a restaurant, they've just cooked it. To perfection and and it's um yeah it's such an honor to be able to go in and enjoy um and see our produce go like all the way through to to um to the plate and have it dished up so beautifully to us so what's it been like uh working with matt on on the property do you share responsibilities is there ever any challenges um given that you're um also married no, it's really um, funny, actually. It's like we're still in that honeymoon phase after <laughs> 25 years. Um, yeah, we we enjoy every minute of working with each other, and um, and when we're when he's at the other farm, he's at the other farm two days a week, and yeah, and yeah, it's kind of weird not. Being, we do everything together on the farm. So whether it's feeding or fencing or whatever, we're always, it's definitely the two of us doing it together. So, um, yeah. You mentioned the other farm. Can you tell us what's, what's the difference between the two farms and why you've got two of them? Yeah, so um, so basically we've we've put all the 
the sows or the breeding sows on one property and the other property has basically all the grower pigs. So on um, where all the sows are, they basically that's where, um, you know, they have all their babies and then we wean them at six weeks old and then we transport the, the piglets down to the other farm. So, and we've done that because... Um, oh, there's a few reasons. Um, like management is a lot um, easier. So, um, and and also biosecurity. So uh, that's um, one thing they've identified is, you know, if there was going to be a disease outbreak, uh, it would probably be in the Sydney Basin. And so we were like, okay, well, let's, let's put our sows um, out of the Sydney Basin and we'll just have our, our grower pigs here in the in the basin. So, so that was probably the most, um, yeah, that's the main reason really why we we had the two properties. Well, tell us a bit about your pigs. Um, what what breeds are they, and, and why do you work with those? Yeah. So over time we have changed. So we started off with more like the rare breeds, the heritage kind of breeds, but. Um, Commercially, that was um, a little bit challenging because um, every every customer wants something different, like uh, whether it's high fat or low fat or different muscle. Or so we tried to kind of develop our own line, um, uh, not our own breed, but just our own own line. So we we basically have like. Um, your commercial breeds like your large white and land race but we've kind of crossed those with like a Hampshire or a Duroc and and the more the heritage um, for us the heritage um, sows go better outdoors and and over summer and everything like that um, but then they get AI'd with a large white and a land race and yeah, and that just produces. I mean, for us, we're we're happy with that carcass, and the customers are happy with that line of pigs. Being um, starting your career as a chef, are you the cook in the house? And is is does pork feature at home? Um, yes, we eat a, a fair bit of pork. <laughs> um, we we basically only really eat our own our own meat, so we do run some. Uh, some sheep and cattle for our own um, consumption, um, but yes, pork is definitely uh, yes consumed a, a fair bit. Um, mainly too because our children do the farmers markets for us, so we basically eat whatever's if there's ever any leftovers. Uh, <laughs> that's our dinner. Um, but at the end of the day, we um, we really appreciate the meat on our plate and I think that's what how we've brought our children up that an animal at the end of the day yes it's a piece of meat but an animal has to be sacrificed um for us to to enjoy basically so so it's never taken for granted um what we have on our plates that's for sure is there any particular cut or cooking method that you'd like to um do at home with pork yeah, so um, many years ago um, when Martin Boats came out to the Hawkesbury, the Cook's Co-op, he, um, he 
cooked us a beautiful um, neck or scotch um, in milk. It's like an Italian way. And it is absolutely delicious. And so he cooked that for us a few times. And now that's kind of what I do. So <laughs> the kids... The kids know it's not my recipe, but they'll call it, you know, is it Marty's Marty's um, pork neck? And I'll say, yeah, that's what we're having tonight. So, but it's, yeah, it's so delicious. And it's literally just, um, yeah, the, the pork, it's just um, slowly cooked in the milk and with garlic and sage and whatnot. And it's so delicious. Your pork features in some of the best restaurants in Australia. What do you think so special about it? Um, well, I think it's because um, I actually think it's because the chefs, like, of other than the taste, like I think that it's it's got that really beautiful, sweet, clean uh, taste, and and also I think. So it's all about the environment that they're brought up in. But also I think having the chefs come out and actually be proud of the way that we farm it. You've got to start off with good produce and I think, but not just good produce but the whole um, story behind it. And I think that that really shines through um, with the dishes that they're producing. You mentioned uh, farmers markets and your kids working there selling the pork. How important are farmers markets for your business? Yeah, so we've only got um, one stall down at Carriage Works at Everly, and so yeah, so our two kids go down there every week and do a fantastic job, I must say, for you know, thirteen and a sixteen-year-old. Wow. <laughs> And uh, nothing like Sadia Merley, you know, so <laughs> it's very good training. Um, but they're really proud of the product. They're proud of the fact of um, how we farm and and I think that that reflects the whole way through. So, and the customers are definitely happy because the kids the kids can answer the, the, the questions about how the animals are raised. You started uh, farming with veg and moved into pigs, but without any experience of either beforehand. How has working the land changed your perception of farming and food production? Um, you you definitely learn to appreciate everything that comes onto your plate or in through your door on your bench. You know, like you. Um, you don't take anything for granted because you know exactly how hard it is to to grow those vegetables or to to produce that meat. So so you definitely have um, a greater appreciation for for everything that you eat. That's for sure. And what's been the highlight of the journey so far for you? To be quite honest, I think it's just so rewarding actually being able to raise your family on a farm and to see them happy um, and, and proud as well of, of how they're raised and, and being really um, thankful and grateful um, for the life that we've provided for them. And they know that they've only been able to 
um, received that through us actually being able to farm the family farm. Um, they look at what the alternative could have been uh, and that is, you know, living in, in suburbia really and, and they know that we've made lots of sacrifices, um, you know, with time and, and whatnot and it's, and it's and that's really rewarding actually, you know, um, seeing all the hard work pay off through our children. Well, that's amazing, Sue, and it's amazing to hear your story and the success of Melanda Park. Um, thanks for joining us on The Crackling. Um, please keep in touch and we'll chat again soon. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. This is The Crackling, a Deep in the Weeds production in partnership with Porkstar. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we catch up with some of Australia's best chefs and pork producers to discover what makes Australian pork so special.